RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. It's episode 211. I'm your host, Tim Loy. I'm joined by the usual cast of characters, Justin Watson, Jeff Hobbs, Torres Finney, Greg Hopkins, all in the house here. And it is uh, eight rounds here today. Uh, I'm back from uh, a little hiatus, took the little one to uh, Carowinds, which actually turned into a little bit of a nightmare towards the end. But uh, I lost my phone, had a bunch of uh, like fraudulent charges on my cash app. So like I'm just getting caught up uh, here, actually, and uh, happy to be back with everyone. Uh, guys, we've got eight rounds to get into a little bit later here. We're going to be joined by Torres's opponent for uh, for the upcoming uh, Valor 84 event next uh, Friday night at the Joe. So I'm excited to talk to TK Mattress and Torres Finney at the same time. Both these guys are, uh, uh, I have a feeling, will uh, cut some good promo material for us. Let's get into round one, guys. And that is a uh, recap of this past weekend's UFC Fight Night Vegas Headlined by the Korean Zombie, Chan Sung Jung, and Dan Ige. Uh, pretty dominant unanimous decision win for the Korean Zombie there. I was on Ige, so I was on the wrong side of that one. Uh, Sergey Spivak takes a, uh, um, a tenuous decision over uh, Alexia Linick. I was heavy on uh, Spivak there and had to sweat that one hard because uh, I was uh, not heeding my own advice halfway through. And that's uh, fading uh, bad fighters with another bad fighter. It worked out this time, but uh, had I... Got bitten in the ass. I probably would have deserved it. Marlon Cheeto Vera and Davey Grant had a war. Vera comes out on the other side, though, with a win. Uh, Nice win there for him. Calls out Dominic Cruz. Uh, The the other Korean fighter on this one, Sung Woo Choi, with a first-round TKO over Julian Arosa. I was on Arosa pretty heavy there. Another bad Bad call. Uh, Bruno Silva with a knockout. Uh, first round over Wellington Determined. Matt Brown, big knockout in the second round over Diego Lima, man. Uh, showing he still got it at uh, the ripe age of 40. Uh, so that was a real good win for him. Uh, Nick Nug- uh, Naga Marino, uh, uh, split decision over Alexa Kamer. Lost on that one. Uh, uh, Vina Jandarova with, looked awesome with uh, just a very dominant uh, victory over uh, Kanaku Murata, who was all swollen up and broke her arm and showed a lot of toughness. But, man, Jandarova looked really good. Uh, Chaos Williams, uh, unanimous decision over Matt Simmelsberger, Josh Parisian, uh, split decision over uh, Rocky Martinez, Ricky Glenn with kind of a surprise quick knockout of uh, Joaquin Silva, and then Casey O'Neill with a slight upset over Laura Procopio first round. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, in the first fight, third round, uh, with a uh, with a submission with a, a rear naked choke. Um, overall thoughts, guys. Uh, we'll go around the horn here. Uh, who uh, who surprised you? Who uh, impressed you? Who depressed you? Uh, takeaways from uh, from this show? Uh, for me, I, I was most impressed with Jandy Robo. That was, I mean, I, I think that gets her a, a big fight probably next. Uh, you know, with a with a contender uh, potentially, and then also uh, happy for Matt Brown, of course. Uh, got that big win over uh, Diego Lima. Let's go to Greg. Well, I was camping at the Hawassi this past weekend. I had no phone service. I did not get to watch these fights, but I did get to go back and see some of the highlights. And uh, one of the most that surprised me out of the whole thing was the KO over uh, Diego Lima. I had I was all on Lima. I was all, also all on the uh, Ige train in the, in the main event. 
And uh, I was on Olenek as well. Like, I was off the board all night. I, you know, when I got back to look at all my bets, the only one that I think won was Marlon Vera. And I didn't get to see the fight, but everybody told me I, everybody told me it might have been a, uh, you know, an iffy, iffy decision, and I'm not sure. Uh, and uh, I think Janaroba, like you said, was a standout, and she just keeps uh, impressing me. I don't think I'm ever going to bet against that that lady <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, I did not go with Chaos Williams because every time I have him, he is uh, what his uh, name is, is Chaos. He's all over and all off the board. Uh, I did have one on Ricky Glenn with some plus money. That's the only dog I had on the night that actually won little money for me. Uh, like I said, I didn't get to see the card, uh, so I can't tell you overall if it was impressive or not. But it was very disappointing on the books for me. We'll get adjusted. All right. I don't know what happened. I didn't change anything. Um, it was a good main card for sure. The undercard was a little lackluster, I guess. I was in Vegas uh, during the event, so it was kind of weird. I, I wasn't thinking about the time difference and when the fight was going to come on, but it was, you know, the main card was starting when I even realized what was happening. But um, Matt Brown, like everybody, you said already, you know, but that's tremendous at, at his age. Um, he's been a, a fringe guy kind of for a while. It's like, you know, you never really know how many more fights Matt, Matt Brown has. Um, and, you know, it's crazy to think he, he knocked out Douglas Lima. Now he knocked out uh, Diego. So that was big. Um, Marlon Vera impressed me a lot. I think Davy Grant probably won the first round, but Marlon Vera took over in the second two. Um, calling out Dominic Cruz, like you said, Marlon's 15th, Dom's nine. So uh, definitely the, the direction that Marlon wants to go for his next fight. But it'd be hard for me to see Dom taking a fight with number 15 in the world and getting up for that right now. I think he's only got a few more left, so he doesn't want to take a chance on losing to a guy like that. You know, he, he wants somebody above him, and it's understandable. Um, Chan Sung Jung, I was wrong about this one, too. I thought Danny Gay was going to outbox him um and then when they got into the wild exchanges that chan sung jung usually gets in i thought danny gay was would probably land something a little too big i think he had the more power uh, but this is just a different chan sung jung definitely than what we saw against brian ortega a lot more measured using the jab um keeping you know keeping it from being a brawl a lot of the times and uh you know mix, mixing in the wrestling and, and some of the groundwork so it's a big win for chan sung jung i'm excited to see uh who he gets next i wouldn't mind seeing um Max Holloway, he just Max just pulled out of a fight uh, with uh, Yair Rodriguez, I think. So um, that leaves Max open coming up. So maybe Chan Sung Jung and Max Holloway, that'd be a fun one. All right, and uh, we'll go to Hobbs. Yeah, a decent card, man, uh, for me. Um, as far as uh, you know, being impressed, uh, I, Korean Zombie for me, the Zombie uh, impressed me most. Not not necessarily because you know. Um, I didn't think he had him in it, but I just, I, you know, I definitely did not see him being as dominant. You know, I, I figured if he was going to win, it was just going to be, you know, a razor thin, close decision, uh, you know, maybe a split either way, just a heart. And, and, you know, it was pretty much pure domination. Um, so that part of it was, you know, surprising um, that he was able to handle Ige, you know, in, in that fashion. Uh, Cheeto definitely, um, I, I, yeah, I don't. I can't understand anybody saying that maybe that was a wrong decision. Um, uh, like Justin said, I maybe lost. You know, around that it was a good fight, um, and didn't it win fight of the night as well? I mean, it was. A, it was. Yeah, that was yeah, fight of the night. Yeah, it was a really good fight, but I definitely don't think it was a, a wrong decision, or even could be possibly construed as a, a wrong decision. But uh, you know, my feel good moment was definitely Matt Brown just watching him turn back the hands of time. 
you know, he's one of those guys when he came, first came out, he's, 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 you know, high and on, on, on fire. And then he's kind of, he kind of hit his lull and, and hit the downslide of the roller coaster. And so it's really good to see him kind of get that second win now. And, um, like I said, turn back those, uh, those hands and, and have some, some success, not just success, but, or, or win, but just, you know, a dominant knockout like that, that was straight up, you know, face plant, you know, win. So, uh, those were what stood out to me, man. Okay. Torres wrap us up here on round one. Yeah. Um, after looking at this event, um, you know, there was some really uh, solid fights overall, you know, good man card from start to finish. Uh, I was a little shocked, you know, Matt Brown. I mean, yes, we know of his, you know, legendary career, but man, a knockout on Lima was, you know, it was, it was a wow moment. Like, okay, Matt Brown still got it. And we saw some of that against, uh, you know, Carlos Condon in uh, the last matchup. So uh, I was excited to see that out of Matt Brown. Um, I think I'm repeating what everybody else was saying. But, yeah, the Korean zombie, I mean, yes, man, he really surprised me against Dan Ige. Uh, I really saw a lot of uh, dealing with wrestling and uh, – his striking was looking really good. Had one chance to op- uh, opportunity to almost finish Dan, but couldn't couldn't get that uh, submission. But uh, Korean Zombie looked really good, and yes, I'll be really excited to see him fight Max Holloway. I think that's going to be a really solid matchup. You know, with the chin of a, with the chin of uh, both those guys, it's going to be a stand up brawl. So uh, that would be my next excited uh, matchup. And um, man, uh, uh, Sergio Spivak, uh, him against Olenek. Uh, he looked really solid, uh, doing a lot of good things on the feet. So I thought that was really good for him to help boost him up as he goes up within the uh, uh, the division. So I, I see a lot of good things from Sergio Spivak in this uh, heavyweight division. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've seen from uh, this weekend. All right. Let's go ahead into round number two, gentlemen. And that's some PFL talk. So we haven't uh, talked a whole lot about the PFL thus far. Uh, but, you know, they're going into their sixth week of their regular season. And from what I can gather, the regular season – is starting to come to an end. I think they only have two fights in the regular season, and the top four go to the playoffs. Uh, looks like this week it's heavyweights and female lightweights, and so definitely an interesting uh, lineup they have on tap Friday night. Um, and uh, you know, it looks like the main event here is going to be uh, their their poster girl, Kayla Harrison. She's you know she's nine and zero, and definitely kind of been the face of PFL. Uh, taking on uh, former UFC fighter Cindy Dandois, who's uh, taking time away from her OnlyFans to to get in here and, and fight uh, Kayla Harrison. Uh, Anthony Pettis on the card against uh, Roush Manfio. Lance Palmer uh, also on the card against undefeated Russian Moglid uh, uh, Kavi Bulev. I don't. I'm not really familiar with him, but uh, 16 and 0. He's probably really fucking good. Um, Dennis Goldsoff, Brandon Sales. Uh, also down the card, we've got a familiar name, Chandler the Hammer Cole, who uh, we've seen on our scene uh, several years back. Uh, eight and two coming into this fight, short notice replacement taking on uh, the seventeen and four Croatian Ante Delija. I guess I'm probably butchering that name, but uh, overall thoughts on this PFL so far, guys. Uh, you can take uh, on uh, any aspect that you like. Uh, are you are you um, are, are you having an easy? Are you following it? Are you keeping up with like the point standings? Do you do you feel like uh, these? You know, you get six points for a first round finish and five for a second round finish, four for a, th- a third round finish, and three for decision. So, um, you know, I guess in a way, it kind of makes things a little interesting when they're chasing these playoff spots and they know they have to finish in X amount of time. But at the same token, I've seen guys know that any win will get them uh, into the playoffs, and you'll see guys take it. Uh, 
in cruise control. But uh, that said, I've, I've seen a lot of upsets here the last couple of weeks with guys kind of doing that a little bit and it biting them in the ass. So overall take on PFL, are you following it? Do you like the rule set? Is it the whole uh, point system exciting? And your thoughts on Chandler calling this fight this weekend? What are his odds uh, to knock off the Croatian uh, fighter, six foot six? Going to have a very large reach advantage uh, and a proper preparation here. Uh, minus uh, 325 to minus 400, depending on where you book, uh, the uh, Croatian is favored. So a nice comeback on Chandler Cole, but uh, I don't know that I can put my money there, y'all. I, I saw a nice uh, uh, TKO prop on uh, Delija on uh, DraftKings at even money. That's where I'm putting my money. Uh, we'll go around the horn, and this time we will start with, uh, we'll start with Hobbs. Yeah, man, I, you know, sadly enough or embarrassingly enough, I, I'm not one of those that, uh, you know, have been following it very closely. I just haven't, uh, haven't been sold on it yet. I will, I will catch individual fights that, that interest me, uh, as a whole. I'm not against the concept. I mean, if you're going to see this thing through and you, and you do this quote unquote season and, uh, the points, you know, do make it interesting, uh, for those fighters and, you know, it makes, uh, you know, your, your method of, of win, uh, you know, some strategy there and some urgency. So I'm not against the concept. They just haven't really sold me with, uh, their roster yet, if that makes sense. And some of that's just, you know, I don't want to say the noob in me, but, uh, I'm, I'm not new to the sport obviously, but just, it, it's very yeah. European. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I just haven't just, it hasn't caught me, but like I said, I will catch individual fights, um, you know, when they interest me and that being said, you know, um, never really been, and don't take this the wrong way. Cause I don't say it in a negative way. Just, I've never been a Chandler Cole fan because, you know, I haven't seen him compete, you know, uh, very often or very many times. I mean, he was, he fought for valor a few and I, I watched those, but, um, you know, all in all, I, you know, I support any local, uh, you know, regional or kind of, you know, maybe not a Tennessee guy, but him fighting for Valor, it will cause me to to tune in uh, just to see, you know, how he does. Um, don't, uh, regardless of what relationships are in this business or things like that, I don't wish any ill will towards uh, people who don't fight for us anymore. I'd, you know, much rather see people succeed as a whole. So I will tune into his fight and I will uh, uh, give it a watch, man, and see and see uh, how it turns out for him. Torres. Um, yeah, um, I haven't constantly. I'm, I'm, like, I'm the same way like Hobbs. Um, I watch a lot of the big-time fights. Like, obviously, when Carissa Shields fought, I watched that. Yeah. And, uh, Anthony Pettis fought uh, Clay Collard. Um, man, that was an exciting fight anyway. But I watched that. And um, there are some exciting fights here and there. Um, this card, I mean, the main event in itself, you know, with Harrison, Kayla Harrison fighting. I mean, she's always a big draw. A lot of people are expecting her to eventually come over to the UFC after a few more wins under her belt. So I'm excited to see what she brings to the table. Is she really the only person on the planet left to fight Amanda Nunes? I will tune in just to see if she's if she's up to that level. Um, I'm going to watch Pettis. I'm excited to watch that. Um, you know, I haven't been I wasn't following a lot of MMA at the time when Chandler Cole was fighting, but I do know of him and um, I will tune in. Um, he's a, a former Valor, uh, as they say, Valor alumni. So uh, I'm definitely going to tune into uh, Chandler Cole and watch some of his uh, his matchup and I'll uh, root for him. But, um, yes, overall, uh, I, I do like the playoff system. Um, I do think it's, it's, it's new. It's something interesting that, you know, you can bring to the table. 
But I mean, they're, they're treating it. I, I I see what they're doing, but they are they are treating it a little bit too much like a, like a team sport playoff. Like you know, I mean, yes, it rushes guys. Okay, you got to get a submission. Okay, yes, you got to get a knockout. You know, it, it makes things exciting. But you know, just you, they just should have had a ranking system and just do it do it old fashioned way. But you know, I'm not against it. I, I do like the playoff system, so it's not that bad. But that's my take. Great. All right. First off, straight up, which one of these girls did you say had a fans only? Uh, Cindy Dandwa. She she's got a she's got a the only fan. She does she does it up. Well, I was hoping it was this Jenna baby, and I don't know if you guys seen her, but she is a she's a uh, what her her nickname is Fabicio, and I reckon she's from Australia. It uh, looks like it. Yeah. Her, uh, New Zealand, New Zealand, Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, okay. Give her, uh, give her, look her up. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> give her a follow. Yeah, give her a follow, man. But anyways, I was looking through the lineup. Uh, I do, I do like PFL, man. It's very entertaining. It, it comes, it's coming on Friday night this time, right? Yeah. I mean, looking for, it was on Friday night, and uh, I like the point system. I like how. Uh, you're you're not able to dodge the system. Like you either win or lose, no matter your match, you're gonna have to fight, you know, to get to that point. And if you lose, you still have, have an opportunity to win. I think it's cool how they have the other fighters sitting, you know, not cage side, but you know, right there next, and they they film them during the match, you know, have a little corner corner side. And one thing I do love about PFL is just so much nostalgia there with the old WWF attitude era because though you have the old ring announcer uh, for the WWF, I can't. I remember her name, that blonde haired lady, but she Lillian Garcia. Yeah, yeah, so like that brings me back to the to the good days and the in the in the whole nineties era of the WWF. And uh, and then you got Jonathan Coachman as one of the commentators up there asking questions, and he's a phenomenal commentator regardless of the uh, you know I, I, regardless. Yeah, I like I like watching them. So and I like how they show the strikes on the screen. I like how they show takedowns, ground, and they show everything. And there's no there's no line, there's no if ends about the scores. But I will say. The judging can be contradicting sometimes, and uh, with that being said, I really enjoy the PFL, and I'm gonna, you know, become an avid follower of it. I'm gonna start watching it. You got, you got bigger names coming in. You're gonna have bigger names going out, and uh, I, I think honestly, you'll start seeing more of our regional guys from this area probably on, on that kind of stage. Because you know, with that, with that being said, Chandler Cole, you know, has got a, a puncher's chance in this fight. Uh, you know, against uh, against Ante Delight. Delia, did I pronounce his name right there? Yeah, I, I, I said I said Delisia, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah, we're probably both wrong. It's probably yeah. something crazy. But just like you said, he's he's fighting a six six Croatian fighter, and uh, he's a kickboxer. Uh, you know, the odds are that Chandler could eat one of those kicks and could go down. But if he's able, if Chandler's able to take him down and get on top of him, Chandler's a heavy guy. You know, sure. You're talking about the number seven, uh, number seven guy out of the southeast versus actually the number one heavyweight out of the, out of the whole you know country of Croatia. So uh, I know he's been fighting a lot more stellar competition than Chandler has, and that's because it's hard for Chandler to find those real tough fights around this area. So it's a big step up for Chandler Cole. I'm excited to see it happen, and I will be watching the PFL. I watch it. I like it. Justin, wrap us up round two. Man, I love it. Um, I've been watching the PFL. Since the beginning, I was watching it when it was World Series of Fighting and then since the transition. But kind of to touch on Greg's point a minute ago uh, about the judging, one thing that PFL does that's interesting is they have a it's a fighter performance rating type thing. that it's, It basically goes off of the impact made in the in the cage, the impact of each strike, the takedowns, and it calculates you know winner and loser of each round. 
And then they also have the verdict scoring, which is the global scoring. Everybody can go on and submit their score for each round. Uh, and then they have Kenny Florian and Randy Couture judge it. Um, and then, but the only one that actually matters are the three cage side judges. But that just gives you more information to look at when that's when those scorecards are being read. So uh, this past week, Rory McDonald, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Rory lost to um, uh, April, not April Leo. Oh, yeah, Gleason Gle- 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 T-Bow. And dude, it was fucking ridiculous. Every <laughs> verdict, verdict had it for Rory. Both the um, commentators had it for Rory. The performance rating had it for Rory. And then they come out and it's a split decision win for T-Bow. And they, the, even the one that judged it for Rory, it should have been 30-27, but even the one that judged it for Rory was 29-28. So, uh, but it, I think it puts shines a light on some of those um, judging criteria and uh, just shows you that you know, I think that people might maybe losing their jobs um, just because think, it'll show that the, the whole judges, world sees what's happening. You know? Justin, I think the judges had probably a few grand a piece, you know, on him. He was plus six hundred, you know, on the books. It was and crazy, I, dude. I, I, I mean, that was that was wild. Look, all together though, I love the tournament format. The you know, giving you a chance to to get into the to the playoffs. Um, like this week will be interesting because, uh, like Torres mentioned. Anthony Pettis lost his first fight, so he has zero points right now. And he probably has to have at least four to get into the tournament or into the playoffs. So he's going to have to have a finish if he wants to move on. Otherwise, his season's over. Um, Rory McDonald, you know, that could have fucked Rory up real bad, if, but he had a first-round finish in his first fight, so he already had a secured spot with six points. Um, but I think it's a cool format. Uh, the main event this weekend is going to be brutal. Um, Cindy Dantos is pretty terrible and she's like 38 years old um and they're just kind of giving giving kayla people to run through which is what you want to do at this point in her career it's just weird that it's the main event um but uh, yeah i'm looking forward to it i don't think do you know if chandler if his fight is part of the tournament or not if you get the first round knockout can he make it to the playoffs i'm not familiar enough with the standings i believe he would be eligible but i just don't know how the points have worked out in to this point to where if he's if he would have to have first round knockout, if that would get him there, like yeah, how the other fights have have uh, have have uh, settled out, does anybody else know? I don't. I, don't I haven't been watching. I haven't seen the heavyweights yet. But the thing is, most of them, it's four four points, four to five points is what it takes usually to get into the into the tournament. Uh, in the other weight classes that I have been watching, but I, I just don't know any of the heavyweights. Well, this other guy lost his first. Okay, so it it just depends on where the other. Where, the, where everybody else has, you know, if there's if there's three guys with five points or better, then he'd have to get a first-round knockout to get in. I just didn't know if some of these fights aren't act like, you know, the Clarissa Shields fight was not part of the tournament. Right. Yeah, I think this, this other guy was definitely part of the league. And mm-hmm. so I would imagine Chandler would be eligible for these points with him coming in here. I think he would, he's got an uphill climb to, to get in there, but I would think he they, he is eligible. Yeah, it would it would most likely have to be a first or second round knockout or finish in order for him to get in. But that'd be cool for him, man. I mean, like you say, it's obviously um, a long road to get there. But a million dollars at the end of it is definitely yeah, worth a shot. Yeah. yeah, to go from not having any you know any prospects on the table a week or two ago to now you potentially could be in this million dollar tournament. That's pretty big. All right, moving on. Round number three is uh, up next, and we're going to take an oh-so-brief look at uh, at Bellator 261. 
Uh, Bellator 261 is also um, this Friday as well, and uh, that's on Showtime. Uh, doesn't, you know, upon uh, first glance, we'll just do a quick rundown here. The main events for their uh, heavyweight title, interim heavyweight title, Valentin Moldowski uh, versus Tim Johnson. Uh, Liz Carmouche is on this card as well against Kano uh, Watanabe. Uh, Daniel Vichel, Keone Diggs, undefeated Keone Diggs, Miles Jury and Sydney Outlaw, Christian Edwards and uh, Simon Biong, uh, Soren Bok, Bami Lee, Isaiah Hokit, Corey Samuels. Uh, side note, this Corey Samuels is a late replacement for a guy that just fought for us uh, a few months back. Uh, uh, he beat uh, Tyler Edwards. Man, and now is uh, Hughes, Aaron Hughes was supposed to be in that spot, and he pulled out. So uh, just a little trivia there. Jalen Bates, Cody Matthews, Taylor Johnson, Lance Wright, John DeShera, John DeJesus. Uh, anything on this card worth watching, guys? For me, I'm probably going to be more interested in the PFL card that night. We'll go around the horn and go to Torres first. Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know much overall dealing with this uh, card. Um, I know something. Obviously, I know Liz Car- uh, Carmucci. Um, you know her her little stand she had within the UFC. But um, um, a lot of these guys on here is a little bit pretty foreign to me <laughs> currently. Um, I would I probably would turn uh, um, tune into the interim heavyweight title between Timothy Johnson and uh, uh, Valentin Mozdakovich. However you say that name, <laughs> but I probably would tune into that. Probably that would be the only fight for me. But um, overall, I mean, um, a lot of these guys are a little new to me and um, probably would rather tune into the PFL card rather than the Bellator card. But, hey, who's to know? Never know. <laughs> we'll go on to Hobbs. Yeah, man, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but for as little as I follow the PFL, I'm more interested in the PFL than I am Bellator. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I did not know that about the Aaron Hughes thing, though. And I would have been interested had I known that, and he had stayed on his car, on the card. Yeah, that was very interesting to to hear that and find that out. I would have definitely been interested in, in trying to catch that and see how that kid did. Because I mean, he hasn't he hasn't had a fight since he fought for us, right? Or no, no, no. That right. was it. So, he got the call right after that fight. Yeah. So to go from a, a debut uh, in, at Valor. And straight into a, a Bellator fight would have been uh, really cool to uh, to to see. Um, you know, like the kid, I didn't have any problems with him when he was here. Um, you know, and it was hard to tell from that matchup at, at Valor if I if you would have asked me that night, well, do you think he's ready for a big show? I don't know that I would have answered that, um, but definitely kudos to him for getting it. So I, I hate that he's not on there because he would have been the sole reason they got my viewership. Well, I tell you, man, uh, I, I, you know, all the luck in the world to him if, if he were to, to get that opportunity. But you see what Bellator is doing, because typically uh, I, I read this comment somewhere, so I'm not taking credit for it. But it's but it's so true. When, when you see Bellator with a guy that's making his pro debut and re- wearing a wrestling singlet and headgear, uh, you, you typically know that uh, you know, somebody's getting brought in <laughs> and uh I think that was likely the case here. Uh, let's go on to uh, – we'll go to Greg. Uh, I, I'm not too intrigued by the Bellator fight, uh, fight card. There's not a whole lot of fights. It's not, But I'm not hating on it. I am going to uh, – I'll be tuning in to watch. I mean, I am uh, interested in the Kamana Watanabe. Uh, she's, you know, she's undefeated right now in Japan fighter, fighting Liz uh, Carmuche. And other than that, though, man – 
Uh, I, I mean, but you know, a lot of times these Bellator cars deliver, uh, like, you know, a lot of these guys are unknown and uh, they don't have anything to lose. These guys are pro fighters coming in and, you know, some of them are jobbers, but a lot of times you'll get to see some jobbers go out there and show out. Uh, with that being said, uh, just, uh, you will see some finishes on this card. It'll be some mismatches and some people will be getting knocked the fuck out. Uh, I will be more tuned into PFL, but I'll have this on, uh, on another channel somewhere watching it. Justin, wrap us, uh, wrap us up for round three. Lucky for you, Greg. <clears throat> they're on different days. Um, but I Oh shit. Well I'm the one that said shit. they were both on Friday. What what day is it? Bellator Saturday? Bellator is Friday. PFL is always on Thursdays. Oh no, but they get I think they're no, both on Friday this they time. They both are. They both are on Friday this time. Okay, oh, that's yeah. that's a new one on PFL. Then they've yeah. been doing Thursdays. Yeah. So back back in your hole, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm definitely more interested in the PFL. I think that um, the PFL to me seems like they are looking for talent that just hasn't been discovered yet, and and really trying to push them. Where Bellator is, I don't even know, just putting on fights to try to push. Mostly it's pushing guys that have already been around for a while. I feel like, but. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of decent fights on there. I would like to see Miles Jury and Sydney Outlaw. I think that's um, a pretty high-level contest. Other than that, there's not anything that's, that's too crazy. Timothy Johnson, uh, you know, the, the, the Valentina Moldovis, Moldovsky, it's um, because Ryan Bader, I guess, is in the light heavyweight tournament. Um, so he, he's not defending his title right now, so they're just giving it, putting it up there. But neither one of these guys are like, you know, Killers, Timothy Johnson's old as hell. Um, you know, Moldovsky is, is a younger cat, 29 years old, um, 11 and one, but just hasn't been around that long. Uh, so maybe they maybe they can get a get a star out of him if they can get a big knockout, uh, but nothing too impressive for me on there. All right, that will wrap up round number three and bring us into round number uh, four and five together here as uh, we're going to look ahead at next week's uh, Valor 84 main event. And for that to begin, let's get one half of that on uh, one of that half of that main event to join uh, the existing half that's already with us, Torres Finney. And let's get uh, Talando TK Mattress on the line. TK, how's it going, man? Going pretty good. Leaving the gym as we speak. Nice, nice. Well, I appreciate you joining us. I know this is uh, likely the that last hard push, that last hard training week as you're getting ready to come in to uh, Tennessee and uh, challenge for that Valor 205-pound championship in the main event. Um, talk a little bit about the training, man. Uh, I've got uh, just just so you know, like he's muted right now, but we Torres is on the line too, so we're hoping to get a little talk back and forth between you guys going. But to our listeners out there uh, that that aren't familiar with you, uh, I kind of want to give them a little uh, background on you uh, going into this main event. So you know, talk a little bit about uh, you know your your background, uh, how you got into MMA, any kind of athletic history, uh, just you know what what kind of got you into fighting. Uh, just growing up the way I grew up, I've always enjoyed fighting and stuff like that. I played what first sport I ever played was baseball. After uh, my dad passed, I started playing football and stuff like that because of anger management. People told me it's best for me to get my anger out in some different type of physical sport. They chose football. I wanted to do boxing at that time, but being where I was from, nobody boxed. So, yeah. After that, played football in high school, all region, did all that. Started wrestling in 11th grade. Second year, I went to state. Didn't do too well, but I still went. Uh, 
Went to college, played football in Illinois for a year. Came back home, had a little boy, got big, and was like, hey, I got to start doing something ASAP because this is not me. Stepped into an MMA gym knowing that I wanted to be a fighter, knowing that I wanted to be back as a competitor and stuff like that. First day in the gym, they had sparring. It was like, you want to be a fighter? Fight then. Did great with the first two people off some street fight type shit. Then <laughs> turned around and some dude named Nick Biz, I'll never forget. I He threw a kick at me, so I'm like, hey, I, I know how to throw a kick. Threw a kick back. He checked it and then swept my legs off and up under me, and I was out for the rest of that day. And I was like, like normally people would be like, no, I got to go. I can't, I can't take this. Mm-hmm. The only thing it did for me was like made me feel like I got to learn that because it ain't no way in hell somebody will sweep me like that again. Now I'm where I am now, consistent. Their consistency, just training hard. Let's talk about your uh, training camp, man. So talk about the guys that are getting you ready for this. Uh, you know, some uh, give us some back uh, background on your gym. You know, uh, coming out of South Carolina, there. Uh, you know, talk about some of the guys that are helping you get ready, and uh, you know, this the whole process in uh, leading up to a fight. Uh, coming out of Anderson, South Carolina, every gym around here is basically a big family. Because everybody is waiting for that next big person to blow and, like, bring something back. So me being a part of the type of gyms that I'm a part of is nothing but love and hip. Well, I think, I think we my, lost you for just, for just a yeah. second. Okay. Like I was saying, like, everybody helps from my boxing, my Muay Thai, my jiu-jitsu, uh, whatever else I do. Like, everybody is here to help me try to get to that next level. And I'm humbled and honored to do it for all of them. So it's not only my gym, which is Electric City MMA, which I'm planning on never leaving. Like, it's not only them. It's other gyms like Iron Covenant that helps. It's uh, CMA that helps. It's a wrestling coach up the street at a uh, local high school that helps. It's wrestling coaches from my high school that helps. Like, we've been putting in work for a long, long time for stuff like this. And not saying that we, like, look over anybody or anything like that, but we know the goals that we're set in front of. And, like, I'm putting people in my – I'm trying to get more people to get in front of me so I can knock them down and get higher on the pedestal for greatness. I'm not trying to do this for no type of clout, no type of money. I don't care about none of that. I'm doing it for the legacy. That's what I want. Hey, I love the attitude, man. Coming into this, uh, according to Tapology, uh, six and two. So uh, you've got quite a bit of experience going on uh, your third year now of competition, and you got three wins in a row now. Uh, three, uh, three finish wins, might I add. Uh, you know, uh, knocking off Zach Manning, knocking off uh, Markel Fuller Jones, Carlos Horn, all three in a row. Uh, so you, you've got some momentum coming into this thing. And you know, I follow you on social media, and you, you seem to uh, to have a hard time getting guys to step up to you. You know, you're you're kind of one of these open call kind of guys. You know, you're you're throwing it out there into the into the galaxy. Hey, whoever whoever the toughest motherfuckers are out here, that's that's what I want. I want to come in. I want to take your belts. I want to beat your top guys. Uh, you know, is that kind of uh, how it is? You know, have you struggled to get uh, the competition that you want? It seems like uh, you know, it, you know, having to kind of, kind of, uh, having to ask for it almost. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, you know, guys aren't really stepping up the way you'd want them to. I'm not asking. I'm begging. <laughs> 
So what do you think is the reason behind that? Is it the is it the run you're on, the three fights in a row that you finished? Is it just the viciousness that you're finishing fights? What do you think is uh is the hesitation? I I don't know. Like I I guess because I'm comfortable. Like if like you said, you follow me on social media, name one picture you seen me in a fight where I'm frowning. Like I'm comfortable in there. Like back home. Point blank period. Like when they lock me in that cage the gorilla den opens and like I'm home and I don't get that feeling nowhere else. And I feel like people see that in my eyes. You know how people, you can go off vibes. I'm a real vibe person. I try to keep a positive vibe, no matter if I'm fighting or anything, like no matter what, I try to keep that positive energy. But at the same time, I try to keep that energy that's unfuckwittable. So with that being said, I'm coming here first. So you know it with my smile, I'm coming here first and we, I like to say, let's tickle each other to see who's going to laugh the hardest. So, you know, you've got Torres Finney coming up here. He's the reigning champion at 205. Uh, so you're coming in trying to trying to take that strap that, uh, that he is adamant isn't going anywhere. Tell, tell me what you see about, you know, what you've seen so far. In Tor- and I'm going to ask Torres the same question here in just a second. Uh, you know, what have you seen so far out of Torres? Anything you need to worry about? Anything that uh, I'm not asking you to give away your game plan or anything like that. But, uh, you know, what, what have you seen in him so far uh, as an opponent? And, uh, you know, where does he stack up there with, uh, with the guys that you've been in there with thus far? Uh, honestly, with me, it's his height. I feel like he's going to be able to get up under a lot of things. So, like, the big hooks and stuff like that, those, I don't feel like they'll phase him because of his height and the way he's built. He's built perfectly for a fighter, a wrestler, a football player. Like, his build is amazing. The only thing is, he's, like, he's short and stocky. So, it's just like the, uh, what's that motherfucker? Oh, uh, Fantastic Four, the big rock man. When he fights the man with the uh, metal helmet and shit, and he runs <laughs> through the wall whenever, like, whenever you move, Juggernaut. the motherfucker going. It's, yeah, him. It's the same way. Like, I see he has a lot of power, but a lot of it's not controlled. So, with that being said, just me doing what I do and having fun, I feel like it should be an entertaining fight. But on top of that, win, lose, or draw, I'm coming down there to put on a show. I'm not one of those fighters that's coming in to win every fight because I know every fight is 50-50. If he's trained anything like I've trained, we're in for a fucking war, point blank period. Like, if he's if he's put that best foot forward, because I don't want no bullshit-ass Torres Finney, Finney, Finley, like however you say his last name, I don't want no bullshit one. I want the motherfucker that didn't touch gloves with that last man and kiss him in the stomach. I want, I want that one. I want the shite Torres Finley. Because we're not touching gloves. <laughs> We go goddamn, we going in it, <laughs> point by period. I'm excited, man. Because I like the, both of you guys. Both of you guys are the consummate showmen. You both want to put on for the crowd. You guys have uh, great energy, and that's why I know that this one's going to deliver. Now, stay on the line here. I want to bring Torres in. Uh, Torres, you can unmute here, and uh, we'll, we'll get into uh, get into some talking about this fight. You know, uh, you know Torres is a panelist on the show, and uh, we haven't really gotten into his fight so much. We're always talking about other people's fights. But uh, Torres, getting ready to defend that 205 title. Uh, we're going to keep that record unblemished. You got a tough one coming in here with a TK Mattress coming in hot. Uh, talk a little bit about this fight. Uh, again, I don't expect you to give away your game plan, but you know what do you see in TK? Same thing I asked him. What do you see in TK that you got to worry about? Where do you feel like you're comfortable? And where, what do you, uh, you know, in a nutshell, where do you see this fight uh, happening? Um, I'm excited to fight TK. 
man, he's that guy I've been looking for, man. He's that one that's going to come in and he's going to fight. I'm excited for this guy. Uh, TK, you know, you have my respect. Um, I've seen a lot of your fight. You know, you're tough. You know, you fight. But the thing is, I just feel how hard I've trained, not only right now, but how hard I've trained throughout my life on who will come out on top. And um, all the respect to him. Um, I know he's getting ready to turn pro next. Um, this is a big fight for him. This is a big fight for me. I always say my next fight is always my biggest fight. And in that case, yeah. TK, you are my biggest fight because you're my next fight. But yeah. the thing still remains the same. I will be going into that cage and I will be coming out victorious and still. But all respect goes towards TK Mattress. Very, very like respectful words, like man. the biggest. Like I said earlier, I don't look over no one. He's the next man in the uh, line. I'm honestly my my fight when I'm visualizing. I'm fighting Israel Adesanya no matter what. He's just somebody in line to stop me from, that wants to stop me from getting there. I want Izzy. So if I gotta go through you and run up, run you over, I hope you're ready to strap on and keep your strap because it's coming back to Anderson regardless. Now, I've got the voice of Valor on the line with us as well, Jeff Hobbs, and he, he wanted to interject uh, a little a little something here. Jeff, what you got for our boys? I do, man, and this, this is for uh, TK. I'm excited about this fight and getting to watch this. One thing, I, I do overlook Torres Finney. Like, literally, I look over the top of his head. Um, but <laughs> the, the main thing, TK, this is I, I, I've worked with managers. I've worked with fighters in the past. I've managed fighters. I'm, uh, you know, I'm really big into marketing, uh, you know, with MMA and also football and things like that. So I'm going to give you a bit of advice here, my man. You're missing the boat if you don't create a shirt that just says unfuckwittable on the front of it. Okay, that's your shirt right there, my man. Unfuckwittable. It's a, I'm going to start using that word from now on. It is now in my hey, lexicon. I'm telling you, hashtag that, run it. There's your marketing right there. On the front of your shirt, it just you're unfuckwittable. And if we can get Eric Turner, if Eric Turner leaves the show early, we might can even work that into your announcement. Absolutely. Here's your shirt. (laughs) Unfuckwittable on the front and the back. What'd you say? Uh, Point blank period or whatever. There's your back right there. There's your front. Run with it. You'll make some gorilla dick. I can't get rid of the gorilla den. That's what people know me by. They know we go beat on our chest. Right. Hey, handle the rest. Now, yeah, Torres, you, and I spe- and I, you'll go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say, and spell it just like that. U-N-F-U-C-W-I-T-A-B-L-E. Right there. Unfuckwittable. Right there. Unfuckwittable. I got it. Uh, Torres, I'm going to let you uh, have a, a last rebuttal here. Uh, you know, uh, uh, TK said you better strap up, man, because, uh, you know, if you don't hold on tight, it, it's going back to South Carolina. Oh, man, you know, you know, what, what's funny about this? I mean, you know, hey, that's how he feels. That's what he thinks. You know, we'll see next Friday on July 2nd. But, you know, I know I, I know the, all the hardships and all the tough things I went through in life. And, you know, to say TK – is the toughest would be a disgrace to everything else I went through in my life. He's just another obstacle in front of me. That's all I'm gonna say. But like I said, hey, I've been I give him my respect. But I will be coming out of that cage with that title and steal. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm gonna bring a paper title for you just so you can go out the cage with that motherfucker. Because, like I said, hey, I'm not, I'm not driving all that way just to come home empty-handed. I got too many motherfuckers in Edison wanting that bitch back, so I'm bringing it home for them and my daddy. I got a grade, y'all. Well, I got to sit that bitch home regardless. Well, well hey. you know, hey, look, I, I do remember your post. I mean, I can bring you some Zaxby ice and you can take it back home, like yeah. you were saying. But if that's what you want, I mean, and no problem. But you're not coming back with that belt. I assure you that, brother. And the main thing is, the fact of the matter is, I'm going to grab that mic and I'm going to do what I do best after every single fight. And you're going to see the reason why they call me the punisher. But I assure you, I assure you, 2K, we're going to have a good fight. It's going to be respectful. Yeah. But when the moment that bell rings, I'm coming after you. So be ready. Oh, I'm coming after you, too. And we ain't been calling you no punisher. We've been calling you the... the uh. The boulder instead of the rock. We just been calling you the boulder the whole little fight camp and shit. Cause you like I like I, I like your energy. I love the way you say. And if you smell, I'm I'm not smelling shit Friday though. That's the whole thing. I'm not smelling nothing but a starch. Cause I'm coming in hot. I'm coming. Like you said, I'm on a three fight win streak. It's all first round finishing. We're not doing nothing less. But I really like I respect you to the point where I want to give you some rounds. I really feel like you're going to be a great fighter one day, just not against me. Point blank, period. Like, you're going to be a great fighter. You're, going, you're a great man, and the way you grab the mic and speak the way you speak is amazing. But you just got a lot of learning to do in a lot of ways that you don't set up your shots and stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to capitalize. I'm going to let you know that now. So be careful, be swift, and be smooth, because right now you're a little blocky. Be real smooth. Because I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you I'm, called me the boulder. I'm, I'm glad you called me the boulder, man, because that's the perfect that's the perfect analogy of what's going to happen within the fight. I'm just going to roll right through you. But that, but I understand, you know, what you're coming from. I'm understanding like what you're trying to do. You know, you know, Tim, this I, is Tim, I'm not family. giving either one of these guys a mic after the fight. All right, I'm not giving either one a mic after. <laughs> the fight. We're to give them both a mic. The winner and the loser need the mic out to this motherfucker because we gonna pop like I, I love your energy because you pop your shit regardless. Like you pop your shit, TK I the, love it. You're right, me too, bro. I, that's why I'm so excited about this fight. I'm so excited because I know you are gonna come in there and bring that same energy. That's what I'm so excited. Oh yeah. About. So you're, oh, you're yeah. gonna be this challenge. You are gonna be this challenge for me. I, I'm I'm pumped for it. The moment Tim asked me you, I looked over you, and at first, I mean, I, I was I was happy to have you at heavyweight on May 15th. But you want to drop the 205? I'll say game four. Let's do it. So boom. Yes, sir. The moment your name got shot out was the moment I accepted it. So boom. I'm happy for you, man. Let's do this next Friday. And oh yeah, we'll see. Well, hey, I can guarantee the fans are going to be the winners in this one because with the energy both these oh, yeah. guys bring, it, it, there's no way this fight can suck. There's no way that, that we'll have a, a dead room. That is for damn sure. And with as much America as we've got going on with this promotion, and it being July 4th weekend, I better see one of you motherfuckers come out with some Apollo Creed gear because uh, that would be that would be, uh, that would be be badass. Uh, before I let you go, TK, I want to let you get some shout-outs where they are due. Uh, if you've got any uh, friends, fans, Family, training partner, sponsors, you want to give some love to, I'll let you uh, have the floor here, man. And then uh, also let our listeners know where they can follow your social media. All right. So, first and foremost, I would like to say rest in peace to my brother, Clay Crossway. He died the week before he had a fight, and it's still fucking with our gym. 
I would also like to say big ups to Electric City MMA for taking me in and then being that family that I need. Big ups to Iron Covenant for taking me in, being that family that I need. Big ups to my wrestling coaches, my boxing coaches, my Muay Thai coaches, strength and conditioning. Like, to getting me to this point where I'm at, it's been a fucking long ride. And y'all stuck with me this whole time. So it's about time for us to start getting paid and making like, I'm not, like I said, I don't give a fuck about the money. The money is for y'all. I want the legacy. I want the fucking, they gonna rename Anderson, South Carolina after Tolando Mattress one motherfucking day. And that's how I feel within my heart. And I'm not letting no man, no obstacle, no man, no person that feel like there's something that they're not take anything away from me. I've been taking shit since I was little. That shit ain't gonna change. So, shout out to him as well. Bring your A game. Bring your nice little overhand to the goddamn single leg. I want you to try to lift me over the cage. That is the most beautiful fucking slam I've ever seen, by the way. Congratulations on that, bitch. That was nice. Thank you. But you're not lifting me like that. I'm sorry. I, I want you to try. Just so I can say, ah, not today, baby. Like, we going to have fun. And if you want to rematch after you turn pro, call me. I'm, I'm forever here. I don't give a fuck. We, like I said, it's, it's next man to next man to next man. We, I'm with it. And uh, and and round us off by uh, where we can uh, find your social media, my man. Uh, my Facebook is Talando TK Mattress. My Instagram is Gorilla Den TK. I don't mess with IG, so it ain't no need to me uh telling you that one. And if you want my Snapchat, is uh, let me check before I give y'all the wrong. <laughs> it's uh tk underscore bys space mma all right and before uh hey, we, before, yeah yeah go ahead man finish, uh, wrap us, yeah, finish, yeah say, finish we just, we're just trying to bring a positive vibe give people something different to watch give like kids something different to look up to really like that's the main focus on the whole campaign of the gorilla den and everything teaching them how to smile through whatever adversity they go through like I said, win, lose, or draw, we putting on shows. So no matter what, you going to remember my name after this fight. It's not going to be one a person he beat in four seconds. We can go to fucking war for them one minute, but this will be the fight of Valor's anything. I love it, man. I, I love it. Part of it. <laughs> Torres, I'll let you wrap it up here for yourself as well. Let you give your sponsor shout-outs, uh, where we can find your social media, training partners, all that good shit, and uh, any closing remarks. Well, you already know I come from the best gym that there is, a Gogi Combatter here down here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, lots of uh, support from here. Uh, lots of training partners, big time training partners uh, from uh, John Hampton. A, a lot of great guys we have within the gym. Some went and done some cross training. A lot of big time shout out to uh, Moon Cosme and those guys down there, Miller, Cole Miller Martial Arts. Um, uh, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a big time show. A lot of a lot of support all the way around, and as always, thank God for this opportunity. But I'm ready to I'm coming to put on the show, and I'm coming to prove why I am the champion and still. And uh, where can we follow your social media as well, Torres? The uh, Punisher Torres um, on Instagram, Punisher Torres on Twitter, Punisher Torres on Snapchat, and Punisher Torres. I mean, what well, Torres Finney on Facebook? So um, pretty simple. All right. This has been both halves of your main event for Valor 84. 
And that goes down next Friday night, July the 2nd, World Famous Cotton Eye Joe. You can get your tickets at FighterTicksWithAnX.com. Make sure you select TK or Torres if you're coming to support them so they get the credit. And uh, if you can't make it live, you can watch it uh, on pay-per-view live uh, from the comfort of your own home uh, through our BoxCast channel. The link will be on our social media, or you can go to VFCMMA.com for that. Gentlemen, I appreciate the time. Uh, I will uh, let you go, TK, get back to training, and uh, really looking forward to seeing you next week. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for putting me on this card. I can't wait. Thank you for taking the fight. Hey, trying to put on the show for these people. All right. That was uh, rounds four and five, and that was uh, uh, quite the setup for a big main event next week. I'll go around the horn, of course, uh, excluding Torres. We just heard from him. Uh, Get uh, you guys' thoughts on this big main event after hearing from both of these guys. We'll start with you, Justin. Uh, You're judging. Can't really uh, talk too much, but uh, the excitement's in the air. And with uh, five rounds on tap, you may not need your scorecards. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, That was a a great back-and-forth interview. Uh, I think both these guys are, are definitely coming in there to win, and that usually means uh, a hell of a fight. It definitely doesn't look like I'll need my pen and paper uh, for this one. Uh, it's going to be cool seeing a five-round amateur main event as well. Uh, Jeff Hobbs, you'll be there uh, with myself calling the action. Uh, that's got to get you pumped up. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, man, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to, to concentrate on the job at hand um, with with this going on. Um you know, we, uh, we've had a lot of really good fights and main events here this year with Valor, a lot of, you know, pro level, you know, great fights, but, uh, this is the first one we've had where we've brought back, uh, or these guys have brought back that competitive banter, man, that, that, uh, that, uh, dabble and sprinkle of El shit taco. Uh, and, uh, that's going to set this one apart from those other ones. The other one, we've had some really good main events and some high level fights, but you sprinkle in some of this old school, uh, smack talk, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. All right. And Greg, wrap us up here on, uh, this, uh, on this segment, man, if we didn't have a former valor fighter fighting in the UFC, uh, I know we just passed, uh, over the valor hours, actual hour, <laughs> point uh and if, and if osp wasn't fighting on the ufc i'd say fuck the ufc let's just go ahead and skip to the main event of next week for uh for the independence day weekend uh, i'm excited about for this one i think that tk fails to remember that torres feeney was just signed by uh you know first round management and i think he's uh, i think he is really belittling uh torres feeney's skill set in this fight and i think he's in for a really big surprise uh, I didn't know that he was going to be coming out this hard on the mic. I didn't know he was going to be talking this much trash. And uh, uh, Jeff just said something that I would never want to eat, and it's a is a L shit taco. Uh, uh, I, I would like to see that on a shirt, Jeff, with unfuckwittable. But with all that being L-shit said, yeah, taco. let's get this one rolling. An L shit taco. I want to hashtag that. You one know, right there. Greg, I feel like you know this. This has nothing to do with you, and you may have taken that uh, whole interview a little personal there yourself, man. <laughs> what do you mean? Me? Uh, it hit you the wrong way with that shit talk, didn't it? I don't think he disrespected Torres. Torres, do you feel like I didn't he say that? I said I think he's. I think he's. Uh, I don't. I think he's um, downplayed his. You know, skill set. I don't think he's respecting. I don't think he's respecting the skill set of Torres. You know, I mean, I know he's six and two coming in here, but Torres is another different kind of animal. And uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad we're getting to hear the shit talk because somebody. Somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. Somebody's and what these lying. guys know 
one of y'all's lying. One of these guys are lying, and one of them's talking shit. The other one's talking truth, and the thing is, is one of them know already, and I think I know the one that knows. I'm just saying. Well, again, uh, I'm giving out free <laughs> advice tonight. So whoever wins this fight, when I give you the mic, there's your opening statement. You lied to these people. He <laughs> <laughs> need to come up here and apologize because he lied to all y'all. Ain't Whoever that El Shitaco. Yeah. Bring the El Shitaco in the cage. Everybody stay out and hang with me. We're going to eat movie nail shit tacos. Uh, <laughs> one of y'all motherfuckers lied. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on. Round number six. We'll make this one quick. Uh, UFC this weekend. Not the most stellar card, but do have uh, we do have a familiar face on there, OSP. Uh, we've got uh, Saturday night on ESPN Plus, UFC Fight Night, Gone, uh, Cyril Gone and uh, Alexander Volkov, heavyweight matchup. Also in the co-main event. OSP moves back up to heavyweight to take on Tanner Bozier. Uh, that's the top two fights on the card. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, not stellar. Uh, Hayoni Barcelos, uh, Tamir Valiev, Andre Feely, Daniel Pineda. Um, man, it's pretty nondescript from there. It's very Brazilian and um, and very uh, European. Uh, we'll go around the horn very quickly. Anything stand out? Any plays you want to uh, throw out there? We'll keep this to a minute per person, and we'll let Torres uh, kick us off. Um, uh, so, uh, I, I, I do remember, uh, that this, this UFC card is dealing with Volkov and, um, freak. Who's the other? Can't remember. Dog. Uh, Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon. Yes. Um, this is going to be basically like a, a kickboxing matchup. I mean, I'm excited to see, uh, these two guys go at it. Um, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, uh, I think Cyril Gaon might take it though. Um, Volkov is hot now. This brother has been hot in his last few fights. You know, Alistair Overeem, um, who he beat, Walt Harris. Uh, so he's been hot this past uh, past few fights. But I think Cyril Gunn is that next up-and-coming heavyweight uh, that they put on the scene, and I think he's coming to make a big name for himself. Uh, another fight, uh, obviously, OSP. I'm excited to watch that brother go against Tanner Bowser. It's going to be really interesting. I know OSP was a, a replacement, but he's still had a good, good bit of time to train for this fight. Uh, so I will, I will be excited to see him fight. I think he, he can take that one, you know, you know, keep, keep his run going within the, uh, UFC and the, uh, Daniel Pineda and Andre Feely. I, I think that's going to be one of those type of fight of the nights, uh, type matchups. Um, I'm really excited to see that, uh, matchup between those two. Um, it's going to be close. It's going to be tight, but, uh, Andre might, he might edge it out, but, um, I think it's going to be a good fight uh, on fight night this week. Just. I agree with that. I think fight of the night is Andre Feely and Daniel Pineda. Also, Tim Means and Nicholas Dalby is probably going to be a war. Not Tim Wakani and Jai Herbert is probably going to be a war. There's a lot of unassuming good fights on this card. Uh, I like this fight for events. I think Tanner Bozer is you know, a heavyweight who's not on the bigger end of, of the division. He moves well, um, which is, is going to probably cause some problems, but um, I think Vince's experience and, and everything will, will pan out for him here. Um, but Bozer's, Bozer's nothing to, to shake your head at him. He's on a two-fight losing streak, but both were razor-close decisions, and, you know, before that, he, you know, was on, on a decent little tear, and uh, he's not your average nice Canadian. Um, the main, main event, I think, is awesome. You know, I think Cyril Gaon is a guy who is, you know, if you think about it, at 8-0, you can list off like five, you know, potential top 10 heavyweights or at one time was a top 10 heavyweight that he's already knocked off. And so, you know, he was fighting top level competition at three and oh, 
uh, and this is no different. You know, Volkov 33 and eight. Um, you know, been in there 41 times, and so the experience might be a factor. Uh, but Cyril Gaon is is you know he's built different. You know, I, I think um, his athleticism is has carried him a long way. Um, Volkov has the tools to nullify that, and so I'm excited to see what will happen. All right, Jeff. Yeah, I always support uh, OSP. Um, to me, it's it's the OSP card because that's really the only reason why I have any interest in it all. But uh, to be uh, you know completely honest, uh, period, point blank, um, if if you honestly set a, set up the uh, UFC card, the Bellator card, the PFL card, and the Valor card after those two after that interview, uh, I'm more interested in next week's Valor than any of it. <laughs> nice. Than any of those other three cards uh, that we've got coming up this week. So, uh, yeah, I, I 100% going to watch and support uh, Vince. And uh, aside from that, I'm, my focus is on next week in, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Greg Hopkins, wrap us up round number six. <laughs> well, uh, just uh, I'm excited to watch all the USC cards all the time when I get a chance to, of course, nowadays. With uh, that being said, uh, I'm excited to see the Nicholas Dalby. And Tim Means fight. I'm gonna uh, probably have a little bit of money on Dolby there. Uh, Andre Philly, Daniel Panita. Uh, I, I may sprinkle some on Philly. Uh, uh, OSP. That's a that's a big matchup. You know, we see uh, we see OSP. You know, he's a smaller. He'd be obviously is going to be a uh, you know real a lot smaller than Tanner Bozer in this fight right here. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes there. And I think if it goes to the ground, I think events can, you know, maybe keep him down. But getting there is going to be a struggle. I'm going to be excited to see this. I really want to see events get in there and get a knockout. I'll have events in some lineups on DK for sure. Uh, Cyril gone. I like him against Alexander Volkov. Volkov's going to have to, like, you know, put the forward pressure and be the aggressor. And I don't see him doing that against Cyril Gaon. Uh On through the fight uh, card down at the bottom, was that Shav- – he pronounced his name Shavkat uh, Rachmanov. Yeah, he's a stud. Dude, like, I mean, I mean, just look at him real quick. Just by his pick, I remember watching him when he's fought Alex Oliveira. I think, like, yeah, he's 6'1", 6'1", and 171, and he is just, he is a stud. Man, he's, his striking's on point. His ground game's there. Uh, uh, you know, this is, a, is another, you know, bigger step up, you know, right here. I'm excited to see this, but, you know, is that Michelle? Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Prezeras? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay, well, he's, you know, he's 35 years old. So this is a, a huge test. This is one of these up and coming young cats that have I, want, I don't want to say is unproven because he submitted Alex Oliveira, uh, but this is another one of those instances where you look at this this uh, this lineup where uh, you know Michelle's right there. He's a uh, plus one ninety, and then there was another one down there that I was looking at Julia Avila, uh, Avila and uh, Stoli Rico. Uh, yeah, that one intrigues me a little bit just because Stoli Rico so bad. It's, well, it's plus two fifty right there, and it's WMMA. It's women's MMA, so that's what I'm looking at. And the last, uh, just something I may sprinkle a little on uh, on her. And then uh, Charles Rosa against Justin James is a live is a live situation because uh, either Charles Rosa gets knocked out in the first round by Justin James if he doesn't get knocked out uh, because Justin just comes with bombs. You know, uh, I think Alan is on two or three fight skid right now, but. Uh, I don't, I don't, and Charles Rose is obviously durable, you know, you know, Bryce Mitchell, uh, all these, all these guys, uh, bigger names couldn't finish him. So, uh, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of on, uh, 
Charles Rosa here against Justin James, but I would want to bet him after the first round going into the second round because he's probably going to be a big dog going into the second round. Uh, so you might get him at like plus three or four hundred, and he'll come out winning by decision in round you know 29, 28 split decision. All right, that wraps up round number six for UFC talk, and now let's get into our final two rounds, seven and eight. They'll kind of run together as uh, we look ahead at this weekend's Hydra Cup three. It goes down this Saturday, June the twenty sixth. From Guardian MMA in Lebanon, and we will showcase a tag team tournament for our first ever tag team titles. Some beautiful belts uh, sponsored by Mr. Josh Maynard uh, at Crawl Logic. And uh, man, these things are beauties. Uh, we've got a uh, uh, tag team tournament for those guys, and then uh, we've got an eight team uh, quartet tournament uh, for the Hydra Cup itself. And twelve hundred dollars cold hard cash, uh, and uh, you can get your tickets for this at fighterticketswithanex.com. They're only fifteen bucks, so you've only, and there's only one hundred and fifty tickets available. It's not a huge venue; it's an intimate setting. It's gonna be hot as fuck, and uh, but well worth your fifteen dollars. And if you can't make it there, you can watch it in the air conditioning of it at home for only nine ninety nine uh, on the Boxcast channel and uh, bfcmma.com or check our social media. So we'll get into this, guys. Uh, just a quick overview. We'll do round seven first with the tag team. Uh, tournament and uh, as of right now there there are seven teams involved and um, in this bad boy uh, looking to add an eighth uh, between now and then but uh, the seven teams involved here uh, you know they'll have to win three times unless they draw the buy in the first round uh, they'll have to win three times to get those straps and the money that comes with it uh, running down the the uh, the field here and then we'll go around the horn uh, for uh, We'll, we'll, we'll get a little picks action here. The bonus picks panel action here tonight. You pick the winner of the entire motherfucker, and you get five points. So we'll see if that makes a difference. Uh, representing Team Manon, that is out of Radford, Virginia. Uh, Tim Manon, the coach there. Uh, Miles Williams, you may remember him from back in the day. He fought for several times. He's bringing a team, including his son, Taven Williams, uh, teaming up with Jack Reynolds. Uh, the Boyd Brothers ATT Lima crew of Shlomo Boyd and Antonio Holt. Look to stay undefeated. They're two and zero in tag team action. This is like their shit. This is like their niche. They they haven't lost this shit yet. No, uh, they were our automatic qualifiers uh, representing Tenth Planet in Alabama. We've got Jackson Spry and Luke Clanch, uh, who we saw um, we saw Jackson Spry do a last minute tag team match for us last time against Josh Maynard and his partner. Um, when uh, the Lewis brothers went to the wrong place. Uh, representing the home gym, Team Guardian is uh, one half of the promotional uh, team here with Primal Combat. It's Tyler Edwards teaming up with Cody Tungett. Uh, then uh, Josh Maynard himself uh, will uh, team with Reese Lefevre as Team Sub Sandwich. And then the Academy there in Nashville, Jason Matherly's team, uh, they've got two entrants. They've got Charlie Calder teaming up with Tommy Eisenbraun, which is the twin brother of Timmy Eisenbraun for you old school heads. And then uh, Wyatt Baxter teams with Skylar James, also representing the Academy. Um, before we go around and get uh, some selections, uh, Justin, I don't, you're not able to make it out there this week, I don't guess, but uh, you'll be tuning in, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I think this is going to be a cool tournament. Doing just the, the tag team jiu-jitsu. Um, the ones that you've done so far have been fun, and having a tournament of it is going to be wild. I feel like Josh Maynard has the most pressure on him of anybody. you got to feel like a piece of shit if you don't win your own belt. Right. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll be definitely tuned into the box cast. And, He's still uh, probably the biggest, stronger motherfucker out there. I, I would imagine. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll go around the horn here, guys. Uh, the Torres, uh, you're up first. 
Um, yeah, um, this is gonna be really interesting to uh, watch. Uh, I do believe uh, the, the Boyd brothers they have a real, a real advantage in this one. I mean, if anybody that deserved to buy, I mean, I think they should get the buy. Yeah, I can't I argue I, that. Yeah, you know, if anybody that deserves it, they should get it. There's still an odd number of team, but overall, I mean, I think it's gonna be really good. Decided to see Tyler Edwards and Cody Tungit. You know, that'll be a good team to watch out for. Uh, Josh Maynard, obviously, and his team. Um, it's going to be, be really good tournament overall. So, uh, I mean, hard to necessarily have a favorite. I mean, you got to go with the ones who had the best experience of this. You know, who got the best uh, chemistry together. That would be the Boyd brothers in that case. Uh, but, I mean, you never know. You know, one guy could probably submit a whole bunch of guys in himself. So, you never know how it will, it will work in this matchup. But I'm excited to see who wins the tag team titles. So, Boyd brothers for five points? Yeah, give me Boyd brothers. Boyd brothers. All right, let's go to uh, Hobbs. I definitely support uh, that uh, concept of uh, Boyd brothers getting that by. You're the champ. You wait until the you know you, you at least you get one round off. Sure. Uh, but man, I gotta agree with with Torres. Man, how do you not go with the Boyd brothers? They have found their niche. Man, this is it. <clears throat> Every time they compete in this thing, they've you know from well I should say from the first one to the second one. You know, they even made adjustments. They, they've got the experience. They know how this goes. They know what works and what doesn't. Uh, and Antonio Holt, man, he just keeps getting better, you know, and better every time we, we see him. And Shlomo is just, you know, that damn calm, cool, collected, um, you know, kind of captain of the team, man. So I I want to go with uh, the Boyd brothers, and, and I would have had Torres not. But for five points, uh, I'm not picking the same damn team because I'm not splitting them. Yeah. Can I just say one of the academy teams, since I, I don't know which one is which or what? I'm going to uh, say no. Okay, who are they again on each one? So you've got uh, you've got Wyatt Baxter and Sterling James on one team, and that's a purple and a that's a purple and a blue. Right. And then you've got Charlie Calder and Tommy Eisenbraun, not Timmy, but Tommy, twin brother Tommy, and they are both purples. Right. Yeah, I'll go with the uh, Eisenbraun kid if he, uh, you know. The, his brother was, like you said, kind of an OG in the in the area. Um, but I know Matherly. Um, I've known him from the area for a long time in his jiu-jitsu. And uh, so I'm expecting, you know, pretty good things out of his gym. So I'll go with that, uh, that Eisenbraun team from the academy. All right, Greg Hopkins, wrap us up round seven. Greg, I think uh, Jeff muted you. Damn it, Jeff. All right, got you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. All right, so, I mean, I think we're sitting here counting out Tyler Edwards, man. Kid's you know, tough as hell, you know, coming out there. I don't think he would have entered this thing if he didn't think he was going to win it, coming out with Cody Tungent. And I have to give my, uh, give my homie Josh Maynard, you know, sponsoring this whole event, coming out there with a decent uh, a decent kid there at a national uh, triangle, you know, coming out there. I love their name, Team Sub Sandwich. But uh, Jackson Spra and Luke. Luke Clunch, what are their belt ranks right there? Them two. They uh, Clunch and uh, Spry, I believe, are blues. Both are blues. Josh Maynard and Reese Lavender. I'm, Lavender is a, is a tough kid, I'm sure, and, and and I've rolled with Josh plenty of times. It's, you can't you can't really pick who's gonna win this. This is a toss up, but I can't pick the same as either one of them. There's five points here. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with damn dude. Let's see. I'm, I'll go with those Sprite. No, no, I'm not. I'm on. Damn, I want to go with slow mo too. But <laughs> hell, I'm gonna throw Edwards and Tungent out there. Team Guardian right there. All right, 
And moving on to round number eight, that is the quartet portion of this. Eight teams represented. And, man, uh, pretty good field here, gentlemen, uh, with, with some really solid uh, – some solid uh, teams coming out here uh, representing, uh, of course, the quartet rules, uh, four on four. Um, and uh, so to win this uh, $1,200 and the cup itself, you're going to have to win three team matches over the course of the night, which is, uh, you know, a, quite an undertaking when, when you're looking at the talent out there involved. Uh, you know, looking uh, down uh, the eight teams, we'll run them off. Of course, uh, we have the uh, uh, the team from KMAA representing. And right now, uh, there's a TB. On there originally set to be uh, Tank uh, Wilson Jr. teaming with Dan Bailey, Ray Hewlett, and Dylan Smith. Uh, Tank has uh, has fallen off here in the last 24 hours, so we'll have a replacement from KMAA. It looks like it could be Parker Flint. Uh, schedules permitting, uh, but this will be their second run at it. They participated in the first Hydra Cup uh, and uh, made it to the. I want to say they made it to the. Semifinals or the final? Uh, we only had four teams on that, one, so they made it to the finals. They and they dropped it to a gogi in the in the final. Uh, so they're they're uh, looking uh, to get back out there and, and have a better showing on this uh, second go around. And then uh, also um, on uh, on the books, we have a, a two more teams from the academy. The academy is well represented here. They have two quartets and two tag teams in action. Um, Let's see here. Uh, also, we have uh, Upper Cumberland MMA uh, with a team on this card, uh, uh, captained by Matt Violet, the uh, uh, the head coach there at uh, Upper Cumberland. He's got a squad coming in. We have got a Tenth Planet team that wants to be known as the Scrubs. Uh, so I guess the Scrubs of Tenth Planet will be uh, in action. Uh, with captained by Evan Stapler um, on that group. Um, and let's see, we've also got Team Manon, uh, who's from Virginia, like we talked about earlier. Uh, they've got a group coming in. Um, they'll, they'll be well uh, prepared, I'm sure. Uh, and then we've got uh, the uh, ATT Lima, uh, the Boyd brothers, as always, uh, pulling double duty. Uh, they had a, a decent showing last time, and, and uh, we'll see if they can improve. And then uh, finally, we have the Tennessee BJJ Academy, uh, captained by Chris Thompson there, who was part of their quartet last time in the uh, open level quartet, um, and they actually feature one the one female here as uh, as they they have uh, Ashley Rubio on their team. So uh, eight really tough teams from you know all over. Uh, there won't be an easy road to the finals. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on uh, this quartet group? Yeah, I think this is one of the most fun things that we do. The, the quartet, the you know the strategy that goes into it, and um, most of these people haven't haven't competed in it before. Even the KMA guys, none of those guys were on that original team, um, so none of them have personally been in there. Uh, but you know, you would think that Shlomo and Antonio Holt are obviously having some experience. Um, and then who was the other one that you you said had done it before? Uh, was, uh, Tennessee BJJ had, did Thompson. well. Uh, yeah, Chris Thompson <clears throat> was on that team that that <clears throat> made it to the finals of the open uh, division. Yeah. So, you know, the two, those are the two I see, I guess, with the experience, um, be hard to, hard to fade those, but I'm sure everybody has watched it. Everybody's got it, got, got their game plan. So we'll just see how it works out. We'll go uh, in reverse order this time. So, uh, Hopkins, you'll lead off. Man, I have absolutely no clue who's going to win this thing, uh, I, I couldn't even venture to even fathom guess with all the talent you got going into this thing. Uh, I, and this is a lottery drawing here. Eight good teams. You got to have three wins to get get in. 
uh, looking at all these guys, I'm I'm probably just going to take uh, the Academy one with uh, is that Jason Matherly. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So the academy uh, has two teams in this, and Team One uh, is uh, consisting of Zach Ike, uh, Ikestead, Ethan Coleman, Tanner Craddock, and Ricky Ellis. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna roll with that team, Academy Team One. All right, and Jeff, so much information to digest here. All right, who's been taken so far, and what do I got left? Only the Academy One has been taken. Okay. Oh, that's right. So, Just. Justin wasn't giving up a pick. That's right. No, no, Justin isn't picking. Um, so, yeah, and if you want to know any of these team uh, members, I can let you know. I don't know if any of them will, will ring a bell or not, but uh, I've got that information. Like uh, Tennessee BJJ Academy, uh, for example, has Chris Thompson, Elbert Cates, Ryan Klein, and then the, the female, Ashley Rubio. Uh, the ATT Lima has Shlomo Boyd, Antonio Holt, Eloy Cabrera, who they had on their, their team last time. And if you all remember, he was like their last guy in and kind of like a little ringerish from what I yeah, can gather. Fun. And then uh, another guy, a new guy named Elijah Maureen. That was a little ringer. Uh, he was the one that was blowing bubbles with yep. his gun. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll tell you what, I'm stepping out there, man. I'm going with the team that's got the female on it. I'm going okay. with female. It's Girl pride, girl power. I'm going on. And, and, you know, Tennessee BJJ Academy has shown a proclivity for the strategy of this thing. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, that's a really strong team that they had last time. And and, and while they, they did not win the whole thing, um, they had a strong team, but they were new to the strategy. And they left themselves kind of in a bind there at the end um, with their strategy. But this isn't the same team that competed last time. Uh, so I don't know. It'd be tough, but I, I'm stepping out there with the female, uh, female, uh, team there though. The one that has the female on it, but I mean, all in all, it's going to be fun. I'm like Justin. I mean, the, the tag team's cool, man. And it's, it, it's all right. But the, the quartets is man is just, what is the funnest part of this whole thing? And, uh, watching and, and just watching the, the guys on the sideline waiting their turn and watching how much fun they're having, not just competing, but watching it themselves, and and how just laid back and fun it looks to them because it's not even the pressure of a BJJ tournament where you're trying to meddle and and you know it's it's just so loose and they're I don't know man it reminds me of field day in elementary school you know it, and they're just having a blast and I love watching that uh, but I will tell anybody listening um, that that plans on going as a fan the it's up to you guys at these events, at these quartets. You know, we, we've had matches where the crowd is dead and it, it just misses something. And then we've had those matches. That first one had a gogi. Uh, the first one was a little dead because they were trying to figure it out. But those, every round after that first one, the crowd was just hype. I mean, and they made it funner. The louder they kept cheering and, and, and giving instructions and clapping on transitions, man, it just made it so much funner so you guys you guys listening that are going um get up for this thing man and they deserve it just like every other competition and every other fight card we do this is their mma show for this some of these guys uh so give them the same energy at uh at a quartet and hydra cup that that you would at an mma fight with punching each other in the face 100 man uh and the final take of the night man goes to torres finney 
Yeah, um, I'm actually going to go with uh, in this quartet. I'm going to go with the team that the, uh, the guy had a little run into. So I'm going to go with the team, the Scrubs. Um, we got oh, Evan Stapler. Uh, me and him did a combat jiu-jitsu matchup against each other a few weeks ago. Uh, Sawyer Griffin, Travis Thomas, and uh, Josh Didadaro. So uh, I'm going to go with them in um, winning this matchup. I think they got a solid team overall. I don't know much about these other teams. I know of uh, some of the guys that, you know, I see the Boyd brothers. They're doing that as well. Obviously, KMMA, you know, Ray Hewitt and Dan Bailey. I mean, that's 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 a solid team with those guys. But um, I'm, I'm going to go with Team Scrubs. You know, I'm not too familiar with a lot of these other teams overall. But I think Team Scrubs look really solid. And I'm going to pick them in the quartet. I love it. Would would the would the uh, the addition of Tank Wilson Jr. change if any change anyone's mind? Yes. And yeah, Justin I think so it. too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a juggernaut uh, right there. Definitely a strong uh, a strong addition. And that is the end of uh, eight rounds, guys. We appreciate everyone for uh, for sticking around with us again. Uh, Hydra Cup goes down uh, this Saturday, June twenty sixth. World famous, co- uh, not from the world famous Cotton Eye Joe. It's from, uh, coming from the world famous Guardian uh, MMA in Lebanon, Tennessee. Get your tickets at Fighter Ticks uh, with an X dot com, or uh, catch it live on pay per view at uh, VFCMMA.com or our Boxcast channel. You can catch the link on our social media. Uh, once again, thanks to uh, to TK Mattress for joining us earlier. As well as uh, our panelists, as always, Justin Watson, Jeff Hobbs, Torres Finney, Greg Hopkins. Uh, and thank you all for uh, for sitting through another episode with us. We'll catch you all next week. This is it for another edition of the Valor Hour. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. UFC Vegas number 29. I'm not going to start the main event. Can you please explain to me what fight Adelaide Bird was watching in the first round of Murata and Jandaroba, please? Because I, I, I am, when that scorecard got released to the media and I saw she scored the first round for Murata, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What fight was she watching? Because the fight I was watching clearly is not the fight she was watching. Oh, it was totally one of those situations, and we have it a couple times a year, wherever it's like clearly they just mistook the fighters' identities. They just thought one fighter was the other because this wasn't a close situation. You you know, we will talk about this fight later on the show. This wasn't a Gleason T-Bout Roy McDonald situation where it was kind of close. You could kind of make a case. This was – there's no case. You know, if you're a human being who knows you are judging a sport called mixed martial arts – and you are judging this fight. Ten out of ten humans are giving that round to Jandaroba. It makes absolutely no sense. But to me, the most shocking thing wasn't the scorecard. It's the fact that Adelaide Bit- Bird had a scorecard. I thought she was done judging mixed martial arts. I mean, this you know, a decade ago, it was clearly established that Adelaide could not judge this sport at a high level. She had way too many bad scorecards, and to see her putting another scorecard is just like, damn, we've been doing this sport for a very long time, and I just don't understand how we have the same names over and over and over again. I mean, these people are hanging on longer than the great UFC fighters, and it's just like there's been so many UFC fighters over the years. It's like why can't they be judging the the fights? You know, you see Vitor Ribeiro in there, former MA fighter as an official, and it's like that's nice. You know, obviously he had some controversy, but – I, I think 
I, I think the most astonishing thing is the fact that Adelaide Bird was the judge. Why is she judging UFC events? She's not a UFC caliber judge. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.